Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam's going to produce the show today. It is now official uh, Florida and Eastern Washington has been moved to Sunday at noon. Sunday at noon, uh, it is now official. Uh, also, um, with the university announcing that uh, classes, all academic and student-related activities, including online classes, canceled tomorrow through Friday. If you have a ticket for Saturday, it will be honored on Sunday. And if you have an account with the Gator Ticket Office, you're encouraged to use the account manager at floridagators.com slash tickets to resell any unused tickets. The game, uh, as far as uh, online, still be available digitally on ESPN+, Plus, SEC Network+, Plus, and of course it'll be here as well as part of the Gator Radio Network. So it is now official. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to get, I hope, uh, UF forecaster Megan Borowski has been just crazy busy. We hope to get her in here in about 10 minutes to give you the latest on the hurricane. We also hope to be talking to Coach Best from Eastern Washington, get him on here live today. And a lot of high school football games have been moved or canceled because of the storm. We'll run uh, some of those uh, down for you as well. All right, so we'll open the phone lines for you, 3928255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. John, you're leading off today. How are you? Yeah, doing great, Steve. I'm hoping you guys be safe. Um, I appreciate all that inform- information. It was going to be a lot of the, the questions I was going to ask you, but you answered all my questions. So the only other thing is when uh, we had Coach Spurrier on, he was, he was referring back to 96 when um, – he, he was talking about Arizona State. I think they were undefeated going into the Rose Bowl against Ohio State. So we, we needed a lot of things to help. I mean, we were still uh, slated to play Florida State, but if uh, they had won, they probably would have been a national champ. So a lot, a lot of fortunate things happened for us in that year to get us to, to be able to win that championship. So, and again, again, Steve, if I don't talk to you before the all the hoopla that goes on, uh, I hope you stay safe and uh, talk to you later. Okay. Thank you, John. Appreciate your call. Um, all right. So we'll get your thoughts here on what's happening. Still uh, some leftover stuff from Tennessee. Russ says, love the show. Don't know how this show came about when it came about. I have a feeling you were the impetus behind it. You've been around the school program and just live and breathe all things, mostly Gator football. I try not to miss it. Uh, there's not too many things I'd rather do than listen to Steve Spurrier talk football. Amen. Uh, you and Shane are the perfect compliment for Coach Spurrier to expound on what he knows best, college football. Thank you and thanks to Shane and the ball coach for the best part of Tuesdays for me and many others, I suspect. Russ, uh, that is the nicest thing and the kindest thing that you can say. Um, yeah, I mean, this inside the huddle, I, I will say this publicly. It's fun for me to be around those two because they know so much football. But I really wanted to make sure 
this was fun for Coach Spurrier. You know, it was something that he looked forward to doing. You know, he wanted to be a part of, and it is for him. And that's that's what makes me happy because he enjoys it. And believe me, I enjoy having him here. Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. First of all, I just want to say a uh, shout-out to all the people because I know a lot of them call from down south. I think D's East Coast, but a lot of your callers are from South Florida. So if they can hear me, just say our prayers are for you guys. And as far as we go inland, Steve, they're moving the game to Sunday. Do you know, Steve, since they're moving it? Because before you were saying, I kind of looked it up, that it might be like an SEC Plus computer thing where we could watch it. Is that going to stay the same, or do you think maybe they'll be able to televise it now? Nope, staying the same. Staying the same. Yep. FCC Network Plus, right? Yep. All right, and everybody stay safe and go Gators. Okay, Greg, thank you. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where's my – BB, I missed the one about uh, – to, to ask Shane. I didn't see it, so sorry about that. Uh, you know what's interesting today? There's actually a men's basketball media availability. Yeah, they're starting practice. It's not going to be that far. I mean, it's almost October. Ronnie says, and nobody's noticed, Trey Dean's our leading tackler. That speaks volumes, can be interpreted several ways. I'll leave it at that, he says. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rodney says, uh, I'm a real-time sort of guy. Napier's got to balance his analytics that say always go on fourth down with a realistic assessment of field position, his inexperienced quarterback, his play calling abilities. Obviously, the element of surprise is gone when when one always goes on fourth down. I suggest he would weaponize his special teams, like in Kentucky. By punting, there might be a roughing the kicker, a muff by the punt receiver, or a fumble when tackled instead only good things occur for, occur for Kentucky with his fourth and dumb decision. The second dumber one was not as flagrant, but the same result. But why forego a gimme field goal in the first series against Tennessee? Isn't jumping out ahead, considering the list of Tennessee failures in this game, an asset? No. Now that, that, what does this have to do with any other game Tennessee's played? None. Those are all in the rearview mirror, right? He says, I know his subsequent calls on fourth down all worked, but getting his three points early was far preferable to trying to keep the ball on the first series. Well, that is going to be, I think, if there's going to be controversy, if you want to use that word, okay, if there's going to be questions, uh, it's that. It's that. And you either are on board with it or you're not. And, if, and that's fine one way or the other. 1214, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quateraro. New news recently, the Gators' matchup with Eastern Washington has been moved to Sunday at noon due to Hurricane Ian and the potential impacts in the area. In baseball, the Rays travel to Cleveland in hopes of distancing themselves in the wildcard race. They're currently half a game up on the Mariners for the second spot, with the Orioles lurking behind them trying to grab the third wildcard in the AL. Tune in coverage right here starting at 6 o'clock. 
Gator soccer heads into Columbia for a matchup with the South Carolina Gamecocks Thursday. Florida is on a five-game slide and find themselves at 2-8 on the year. This week's high school football slate has taken quite the mix-up as Hurricane Ian approaches, which results in the Gainesville-Menendez game moving to tonight at 6, and the P.K. Young-Santa Fe game moving to tonight at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarterock. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Folks, at Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue, they've got the perfect alternative for you to purchasing a new vehicle. Now, if you want to get the best in late model, low mileage vehicles, this is the place to go. And it has been the place to go over the past 40 years. The Cousins family has owned and operated this business. Go there and you'll find a sales staff that's so helpful but never pushy. They don't try to push a vehicle on you. They work with you to make sure you test drive the vehicle you want. All you have to do is take a look at the vehicles, take a list of them, walk down there, and check them out for yourself. That is another great thing about Southeast Car Agency. Their vehicles are excellent as well. Uh, A lot of different varieties, makes, models, cars, trucks, SUVs, they're all there. You can also go online, secars.com, and check out things that way as well. But always remember, when you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Direct Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to $1,044 per year when you switch to Direct Auto, you can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote at directauto.com. Data from August 2021. New customer survey. Savings, if any, vary. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your or airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low cost airlines. 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. That's 802-341-4542. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. 
Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. You want to go to the place that has the freshest burgers in town made to order? That place? Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Great food, great shakes, great fries, and they support local Florida cattle ranchers. They still feature their great milkshakes like the Key Lime Shake. Outdoor patio umbrella seating is available, too. If you're in a hurry... Visit DickMondells.com. You can order ahead. They're open seven days a week. You can see them on Facebook and Instagram. Better ingredients make better meals at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Well, obviously, we have a hurricane that's coming, and it's affected all kinds of things in sports. Uh, here is a person who is quite busy. You <laughs> forecaster Megan Borowski is here. And, uh, Megan, I know how busy you are. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Anytime, Steve. I, I guess I'll throw it to you. What's the latest here? What do you see? Oh, we're tracking uh, Hurricane Ian. It is moving off the western tip of Cuba at the moment. Still a Category 3 storm. Winds to 115 miles an hour. Pressure has uh, risen a little bit since the last update, but it's it's still strengthening. We're still expecting it to move into the eastern Gulf of Mexico and uh, and strengthen into a Category 4 storm. But we're looking at it moving northward, paralleling the, um, the Lee Island coastline and really potentially making landfall anywhere from the Tampa Bay area southward toward Fort Myers, perhaps even farther south. We can't rule that out. Um, and landfall is looking like it'll occur sometime Wednesday into early Thursday morning. And then Ian should weaken as it moves across the peninsula. Um, our area here in north central Florida going to be in that left side of the track most likely. Um, heavy rain is really going to be the biggest threat for us here in Gainesville. When does that impact start for us? So tropical storm force winds could arrive um, as early as tomorrow um, evening. Um, but, you know, we could see a couple of gusts, uh, gusts arriving a little bit before then, but it looks like tomorrow evening um, and, and Thursday morning is when those gusts will start moving in from south to north. And when I say tropical storm force gusts, I mean winds between 39 and about 73 miles an hour. But those are gusts, not sustained. Right. Okay. And then as the center of the storm tracks closer after landfall, we could get sustained winds near tropical storm force at times. Ooh, okay. But that's really closer to the coastline and also closer to the center of circulation where we have um, the, the highest winds. So the I guess not that you're downplaying anything here, right. but it, 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 we're talking about a lot of rain. Mm -hmm. Is flooding a possibility in certain areas? Yeah. Oh, certainly. Um, especially along along the nature coast. Um, and, you know, we're looking at a, a swath of projected rainfall over the next three days um, of potentially 10 to 15 inches. Good grief. That's the latest um, from the National Hurricane Center as Ian moves um, from southwest to northeast from the Tampa Bay area up to the first coast. But that's over a period of several days that we could get those accumulations. But as the ground saturates, we'll start to get flooding. And then really depending on um, for folks along the nature coast and the first coast where you are um, oriented compared to the uh, the winds of the storm, that'll determine storm surge flooding. But uh, the nature coast, if I can pull it up here, uh, looking at a potential anywhere from the Suwannee River down to Tarpon Springs, four to six foot storm surge inundation. Oof. And then the first coast, uh, three to five foot inundation. 
I hope I can end. So if I'm sitting in my living room mm -hmm. and I'm living in Gainesville, Alachua County, North Central Florida, mm -hmm. uh, the game's been moved to Sunday, so obviously they think mm -hmm. that the worst of this is out. So when do, do we start to see the impacts of this go away? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it should pull northward um, into Georgia and into the Carolinas. Actually, by early Saturday morning into Sunday is when it'll, it'll move on northward out of here. But I believe, you know, um, it, it's always best to, to hedge a little bit um, and then also factor in that, that cleanup time and the response time. So I, I believe that's another reason why the, the game has been moved. But overall, really... Thursday into Friday will likely be the worst of it, and heavy rain will be the worst of it for Gainesville. Um, then we'll see conditions improving. Final question. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about this last week when you were doing the, the it seems like 20 <laughs> years ago now, doesn't it, I that know. we were doing this? Um, but th this, these storms, usually there's something that happens earlier. And this year, it seemed kind of late mm -hmm. that these things developed. Mm -hmm. What is the peak? Like, are we in the peak time now, or are we on the back end of that when it comes to hurricane season? So compared to average, we're still in, in the, the peak of season, which is generally the middle of September through the end of September into October. But the peak day, I believe, is like September 10th. So we're, we're now trending downward compared to average. But, of course, this one year seems to be uh, not not uh, adhering to the average. I didn't even think about this. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, I'm not putting it. Usually we it. do a game day forecast. I know. So it's Sunday now. <laughs> so should Sunday be a pretty good day for football? Let's take a look. Um, you know, behind the storm, winds will be pulling in north, uh, you know, air from the north. Um, I don't know the exact forecast here for Gainesville. Let me just pull up a map yeah. really quickly. So I can... uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. No, you're I, good. I, I just thought of that. Um, so my my guess would be, and it seems like that's what's going to happen, is we should have drier air moving in from the north. Skies should be clearing. It'll likely be cooler, actually, and depending, I don't know what time they rescheduled it to. Noon. Noon? Okay. So actually, it, it should turn out to be a pretty nice day. With the, the dry air overhead, we should have skies clearing, turning sunny, and, and temperatures will not be oppressive at all, and we won't deal with the humidity. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. That, that, if there's something good about this, that, exactly. that is good. Uh, I want to tell you, I mean, I just think the world of this young lady, but that said, you know, she's working her butt off, as a, as everybody in the Weather Center is here, so uh, I thanks for taking the time to do Anytime this. Anytime for you, Steve. You got it, Megan. Thank you. That's UF weather forecaster Megan Borowski, the latest on this storm, and again, if you're just tuning in, uh, the game has been officially moved to Sunday at noon. So um, that is the latest with that. Uh, we will take your phone calls, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Todd says he did like the fourth down aggressiveness. With running backs and the mobile quarterback, do you foresee that more fourth and one or two attempts? Yes, I do. It, depending on who you play. Right, that's part of it. But look, if you think your defense, and I'm not hating on the defense, if you think your defense is going to have trouble stopping people, well then you're, you're probably going to have more times when you're going to go for fourth downs. Also says, glad to see the AR rolled out more, gave him time to either find receivers or find a lane to run or throw away if the pass isn't there. With the running backs, it appear on more positive plays when the running back got to the outside. Um, uh, you know, maybe I'd have to go back and look at the tape again. Wouldn't more tight end drag routes and or running back circle routes help get AR and rhythm also? Uh, we don't see much of these. 
if I've had one common theme in some of the emails here, it is about the running backs becoming more involved in the passing game. And that is predicated on two things, isn't it? One, are they good pass catchers? Now, how many times have we seen a Gator running back go out and split out, right, and be a receiver? How many times has he thrown to? I mean, that doesn't happen very often, okay? You get a wheel route, you know, sometimes, but that's it isn't as simple as that to say, well, let's get them on a circle route. Well, maybe they can't run that route well, or maybe that's a pass Richards doesn't throw well. So we'll have to see. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. P.K. Young is playing Santa Fe. The game's been moved up to uh, tonight. We'll talk to the Blue Wave coach next, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM, at 850 AM, WRUF. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real, lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatments with advanced regenerative medicine, non-surgical alternatives. If you're living with joint pain from injury or arthritis, don't let them tell you steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis. You've been told you need a replacement. Call QC Kinetics now for an alternative way to deal with the pain. These amazing protocols work with pain caused by injury as well, like a torn meniscus or rotator cuff. Call QC Kinetics now. Don't keep living with that pain. Learn how regenerative medicine can give your life back with no drugs and no surgery. Now with clinics in Ocala, the Villages, and in Gainesville. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. It's the Make Life Better sale at Polaris of Gainesville. Get a Polaris to get things done better. It's time to work smarter and play harder. Polaris of Gainesville has a legendary Ranger and a hardworking Sportsman 1000 to make your life better. Want speed? The Polaris Razor 1000 Turbo or the General makes carving the trails fun and exhilarating. Polaris of Gainesville says, think outside. Stop by the dealership today. Inventory levels have improved. And if we don't have what you want, we'll order it. Start your dream. There's not a better time. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any make or model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Visit PolarisofGainesville.com. Always wear a helmet, never drink and ride. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. 
Join Bailey's Health and Fitness in September and pay zero enrollment fee on any membership. Now until Wednesday only. Fall is here and the holiday season is around the corner. Bailey's offers 24-7 access, 16 area locations, over 1,300 group fitness classes available, including spin, crossfit, and boxing, and the best selection of equipment and trainers in Northeast Florida. This fall, it's time to live fit. Only two days left to join Bailey's and pay zero enrollment on any membership. Offer in soon. Join today. Visit baileysgym.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Hurricane Ian could start impacting parts of our area as early as tomorrow evening. A tropical storm watch is in effect from Alachua County northward. A tropical storm warning from Levy and Marion counties northeast along the first coast. Before winds and rain from Ian move in, a cold front is stalled over our area. Continued cloud cover through the afternoon with on and off showers possible. Highs today in the low 80s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. If Saquon stays healthy, here comes an outrageous prediction. Ready? 2,500 all-purpose yards. They don't have a very good quarterback, but but he's better than what Saquon had. They've improved the offensive line. He could have 2,500 all-purpose yards this season. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Well, lots of uh, area high school football games have been moved or postponed. Uh, Columbia had their game with Orange Park postponed. Gainesville plays Menendez tonight at 6. Newberry's game with Williston is now going to take place on Monday. St. Pete Gibbs and Hawthorne will now play October 4th. And P.K. Young's game with Santa Fe moved to tonight at 7 o'clock at Santa Fe. With us now to talk about all this is the Blue Wave coach, Kevin Doling. Kevin, I I guess it's better that you're playing than not playing, but is this sort of controlled chaos here? How's everything been handled so far? Yeah, controlled chaos is a really good uh, term for it. You know, I was actually speaking with my athletic director here uh, about an hour ago, and we uh, we looked at it, and we realized that after next Monday for us, we'll have played a game on Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday this year. <laughs> wow, that's so, just incredible. Yeah. Have, have you ever had a season like this before? Absolutely not. And, you know, I'm obviously limited in my experiences. I'm still a younger head coach, but I've talked to some of the guys around the league and they've all said the same thing. They've never seen anything like it. They've never had to adjust on the move as much as we have this year. It's uh, it's kept me on my toes, that's for sure. I feel the gray hairs coming in. Yeah, I hear you. You know, look, I, I understand it's the same for Santa Fe and, and, and what they're doing, but just in terms of preparation, game planning, all that, how, how has that been affected? Oh, I mean, you're limited in how much time you get on the practice field. Obviously, for a younger team like us, the amount of reps that we get during the week is uh, vital to us. And so having to cut that back and, and really trying to make sure that we're taking care of their bodies as much as their minds has been a, a challenge for us. 
luckily our group of boys is uh, pretty resilient and they've done a really good job this year of understanding, you know, just being, uh, being on time and, and doing what we ask them to do. You know, things are changing rapidly and they've done a really good job of accommodating to uh, what I've asked them to do. You know, when, when all these changes take place, I think that's something I forget about sometimes too, you know, okay, it's, it's hard on the coach or, the school's got to make a move, but look, the, 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 in the end, it's the athletes, it's the families, it's the you know that are all affected. Um, have have the, you mentioned that kids have been pretty resilient with this? Um, but do, are you going to practice on Sunday? I know they're going to allow that. Are you going to take advantage of that too? Yes, sir. Eight a.m. Wow, how about that? Um, I like that move. Do you play a game actually too? <laughs> yeah, I like that move. Do you? Yeah, no, I think it's the right move. Um, you know. Sundays are normally a coach's day to get together and, and get some ideas ready, but obviously having to play a game that Monday, we'll, be a, we'll, we'll need to get on the field and get a look at some film as a group and uh, get a good idea of what we're uh, hoping to do on the next day. I know you've got a pretty young team. Uh, you know, transfers have not, you know, some kids left the program, but, and I know you'd like to, you know, whenever game you play, but tell me thus far, Kevin, what hasn't gone the way you thought it would and what has so far, if that makes sense. So, you know, like you said, you know, we are a young group. Um, we've had some guys who have really been anxious to step into some roles that they necessarily didn't have last year. You know, we've got uh, guys all, all over the receiving board for us that have really done a good job. Obviously, losing our quarterback from last year, A.J. Small, who was the school record holder for touchdowns, is hard to replace. You know, Adrian Curtis, our young sophomore quarterback, has stepped in tremendously. And then when we talk about receivers, guys like Deion Young, Deldrick Austin, and Hayden Moore, those three guys across the board, I filled some filled some big shoes for us. So we're really proud about that. Um, now, when you talk about what hasn't gone right, you know we're still obviously learning how to execute. You know, I don't. Uh, it doesn't matter if we're playing Hawthorne or the Patriots. You know, I, I'd like to see them do their job to our expectation, and we're still learning how to do that. But you know, again, they're young. The more reps that they get, they're going to get better at it, which is why it's, it's tough. And I, I feel bad for them having to be limited in practice time. And, and having these game schedules all flying around because it's it's hard for them to get into a rhythm. It's hard for us to get enough time on the field to make sure they're learning how to do their job. And uh, but but again, like I said, they've been really resilient. They've done a good job learning when we're on the whiteboard. When we do have time to get on the practice field, they've done a good job there. I'm uh, I'm really proud of this younger group. Last thing, Kevin, new coach at Santa Fe. Uh, you know they got a win. What do you see with the Raiders on tape? Man, they are, they're actually pretty similar to us. They do have some, uh, some older boys. they got some good size to them. Um, I know they like to get after it on defense. They're a good man-to-man team. You know, and offensively, congrats to Joe on getting his, uh, his first one against GHS last week. But you know, they're, they're similar in the, uh, the type of play that they've seen. So it was kind of easy for us to simulate during practice yesterday what they would do because, they're like I said, they're very uh, similar to us. Well, again, the P.K. Young Santa Fe game been moved to tonight. It'll be 7 o'clock over at the uh, Raiders field. Kevin, thanks for taking time. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Have a good day. You got it, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin Doling, P.K. Young's football coach. Uh, we hope to be talking to uh, Coach Best from Eastern Washington here in about five minutes. In the meantime, we still have time for your phone calls. Uh, we will do a show tomorrow. Um, as you heard Megan say, uh, the, the big effects of the storm – look to be, you know, in a Thursday, Friday realm. Uh, so we'll do that. Uh, Bill emails. He said, uh, Aaron Judge has been kind of stuck on 60. Do you think he breaks the record? One of the things that Judge has done, he's kind of hit homers in bunches. 
So, you know, maybe he'll have a game where he just hits a couple and, you know, gets it over with. Uh, It was funny. I was watching the game last night, uh, and Roger Jr., uh, Roger Maris Jr. was at the game last night. And uh, it's also they're playing teams that are vying for playoff spots. You know, Toronto is very much in that. So Toronto not only is you know, having to worry about Aaron Judge hitting home runs, but trying to win games to, you know, stay alive in the wild card chase, uh, which is uh, as the season winds down here. I can't believe it. I, know, I now know why we're going to have a storm because I actually have an NFL question. This is the first, except for my Saints buddy, B.B., who always asks about the Saints. This is the first NFL question I've gotten in an email since the NFL started. We're about to go into week four. Amazing. He says, uh, this is uh, Pete. He says, Steve, I listen a lot. Don't call or email a lot, but I do like the NFL. I'm a big Eagles fan, very happy with the way they're playing. Uh, To you, who's been the biggest surprise in a positive and in a negative way uh, in the NFL early season? Well, let me me, uh, use your team, right? I I think Jalen Hurts has been really good. And Tua Tagovailoa has been pretty good. And those were two quarterbacks, you know, even when they were drafted, that people thought, "Mm, I'm not sure in the NFL. Well, the Dolphins are 3-0, and and don't look now, but the Eagles are 3-0. and But the biggest, it's Jacksonville. I mean, look, I'm not knocking the previous coach, anything like that, but they just look like a different football team. They just, they're organized, they know what they're doing. And I got to tell you, when they signed Kirk, I thought they overspent to get him. He's been really good for them. He's been a good pickup for them. Um, so I would say those teams, the teams that have underachieved, I've watched the Saints play, and offensively, they're terrible. I mean, Jameis, I don't know if he's going to stay the quarterback. It's painful to watch them play. Um, who else? I mean, the Raiders, 0-3. They're already calling for the coach's head. They've not gotten off to a good start. And then, really, i got to tell you, when, does, when does, do New England fans start to do what FSU fans did with Bobby Bowden, what Tennessee fans did with Philip Fulmer. When are they going to call for him to go? The Patriots are 1-2. They've only scored 50 points in three games, and now their quarterback's hurt. I mean, I, they, won't, they won't finish last in the division because the Jets are there, but you just wonder you know, what might take place there. So thank you for the NFL question. 
They just had the NBA. Oh, uh, remember Penny Hardaway and his issues at uh, Memphis? It's been now ruled that he did not violate NCAA rules when he gave benefits to three prospective student-athletes. So good news for him. Ryan, welcome to the show. Steve, hey, how are you doing? Doing good. Hey, I, I heard you mentioned the uh, Jaguars, and you know that's your choice's biggest surprise. And I gotta tell you, that's my team, and I'm not as surprised. You know, um, I called in a lot of shows in the off season, and I gave my predictions as far as what they would do this season, and I'm sticking to it. And I'm actually even a little more confident. I picked them to not only make the playoffs, but win their first playoff game. Now. I'm picking them to go to the AFC Championship based off how they're playing if we can stay healthy. And I want to I think the biggest thing to give credit to, a lot of people don't really see this. They just focus on free agent acquisitions or draft picks, but uh, I I think fans don't give enough weight or value to culture and and NFL teams and you know, a lot of the same players from last year are on this year's Jaguars team, you know, but that change in culture going from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson, I can't say enough how much that has done for the mentality of the players, the confidence, the coaches now feel, you know, they seem like they're more confident, more comfortable. Um, And I I just feel like fans don't, don't give that enough credit. No, I think I think it, culture is a big deal. I think what Peterson's done there, they look like a different football team, uh, and culture does have something to do with it. Ryan, I appreciate your call. I have to get Coach Best from Eastern, Eastern Washington on. Thank you for that. Another NFL call. Hello. Uh, 1244 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. The head football coach at Eastern Washington University, Aaron Best, will hopefully join us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending. Now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quartararo. The much-anticipated news about this weekend's Gator football game against Eastern Washington has arrived, and the game will be moved to Sunday at noon because of the incoming storm. In other news, the Rays continue their postseason push today against the Cleveland Indians with hopes of gaining a little distance in the AL wildcard race. Corey Kluber will be on the mound for the Rays facing off against Shane Bieber, and you can tune into coverage right here at 6 o'clock. High school football in the area is also being mixed up due to the storm, which has forced the Gainesville-Menendez game to be played tonight at 6, and the P.K. Young-Santa Fe game to be played tonight at 7. Gator soccer takes on South Carolina Thursday in Columbia with the hopes of snapping their five-game losing streak. And that's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarterar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. In Palatka, that's the place the Road Heaver Boys Ranch is, and they've been helping at-risk boys from troubled homes, then they're sustained by your donated vehicles. Boats, RVs, cars, trucks, just about any kind of vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible. They go a long way toward helping these boys learn real-life skills because they, when they get the vehicles, they repair them, and then they turn around and resell them. So you donate, they repair, they resell. It's a real win-win. And again, they've been helping people at the Road Heaver Boys Ranch, these at-risk young boys, for over 70 years. 
So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Your generosity will do so much good. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit FLHSMV.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. The future is now. The Gators return home to take on Eastern Washington. To the 10, to the 5, chop, 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 Kickoff is set for noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with pregame coverage starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Well, again, for people who are just tuning in because of the storm, Florida's football game with Eastern Washington now moved to Sunday at noon. And here to talk with us live is Eastern Washington's head football coach, Aaron Best. Coach, thank you for taking the time to do this. Appreciate it. 
Appreciate the opportunity, fellas. Stay safe, be well, and uh, I uh, appreciate, like I said, the opportunity to speak on behalf of East Washington University. First ever meeting against an SEC school. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, not uh, those those don't happen daily. I know that's the, <laughs> the, league, the, the league you guys play in, but uh, certainly a different league for us going from Big Sky to SEC. But yes, first time in East Washington University of football history. So. Uh, we're making history one way or the other. Uh, just happens to be the fourth game of uh, the year and fifth game of the season. You know, a lot is made about a, a smaller school, you know, playing in Oregon, playing in Florida, and getting the payout that you get. How helpful are these types of games for you in that regard? Well, I, I think from, a you know, obviously an athletic department standpoint, I mean, those, those are necessary uh, for budgetary purposes. Uh, not ideal playing uh, two P5 schools in one year. We're not accustomed to uh, necessarily doing that. But with the, the the game being, you know, announced in 2000, I think 16 was it the Florida game, and then it being scratched from the fall of 2020 uh, COVID uh, piece and uh, being rescheduled, it, it was you know there there was we needed to do it. Uh, the department, uh, you know, obviously uh, was relying on the funds that these uh, FBS games play and. You know, they're, they're fun for our kids. They're exciting for our kids. And, and mo- more importantly than anything, they're memorable for our kids. Every guy that's going to go down to Gainesville is going to be able to say they were on the first uh, team to ever play an SEC team. Um, and the caliber you guys play at, uh, it's uh, it's going to be fast. It's going to be big. It's going to be strong. It's going to be loud. Uh, there's a lot of elements that we're, we're not accustomed to seeing, but uh, memorable nonetheless. But uh, it's exciting for the players. Uh, not ideal, like you said, two P5 schools in a matter of three weeks, but it is what it is. Control the controllables and uh, do what you can with it. Um, so if a Gator fan walks into the stadium Sunday, Aaron, and sees your team, what are they going to see? What do you like about your team? What's happened early on with your team here? I think first off, off the field, these these guys are and have even the six-year seniors uh, due to COVID have mentioned on more than one occasion to, to their teammates and, and in team meetings and all the field, they love each other. They, they play for each other. Um, this isn't a recreational game to them. They compete uh, in all facets uh, on and off the field. They care about each other. Uh, they, they they all, a lot of them knew each other before they got here in one way, shape, or form because we don't nationally recruit. You know, we're heavily located on the West Coast as far as our recruiting efforts. So a lot of these guys played with, against, or no uh, of the guys that are playing with now prior to coming to college. Um, you know, we're, we, we try to play an up-tempo offense. Uh, we're, we're most noted for, for offensive yardage. Um, you know, our, our, thus far in the season, our defense has played the best when their backs are against the wall, uh, when they've been put in situations in sudden change. Uh, we're, we're still trying to find our identity, our 2022 identity, uh, because we did lose the best player in America last year, and Eric Berrier. And so having a new quarterback is always different for any team, but especially a quarterback of, of Eric's you know, caliber of magnitude. And so um, we're still learning each other. We played out of conference and then a P5 and then a bye and then in conference and out of conference. So it's unique. Um, this, this season was going to be unique the way it unfolded on paper, and it has played out that way thus far. And been in two tight games, one we, one we lost and, and one we ended up winning, uh, and then obviously a not-so- uh, great effort against Oregon, uh, against a really good Oregon team uh, that was a little bit angry after their Georgia loss. And so uh, they played together. They play cohesive. Uh, there's no finger pointing. Uh, they, they they play to win games. That That's what they do. And it's whether it's on Saturday or Sunday, in conference, out of conference, FCS or FBS, 
that's what we're here to do. We try to instill foundational values in our guys uh, that play out on, on, on the football field as well. Well, you mentioned uh, losing a quarterback. Gunnar Talkington's your guy now. Tell us about him. Well, you know, he's a student of the game. He's waited his time, came in as a walk-on, uh, a lightly recruited walk-on out of the state of Washington, uh, gave an op- him an opportunity. He took advantage of it. And in five years, he earned a scholarship and now in the sixth fall earned a starting position. Um, he's highly competitive. Uh, he's not very flamboyant, whether it's uh, verbal or nonverbal. He's just he, he kind of stays to his own, understands the game, uh, gets the ball out, has a live arm. He's not the biggest guy on the football field, but that's okay. He uses that as an advantage because uh, he may not have what some others have, but uh, between the years, he's as good as they get. He understands what they're doing. Not always perfect, but he's waited his time, uh, and I respect anybody uh, that has waited their time. It takes five years to get an opportunity to start games. I mean, they, if that's not patience, I don't know what is. So I uh, have a ton of respect for Gunner. Three games into his career, um, he, he's still trying to kind of come into his own. Uh, but uh, he's, 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 made, uh, uh, he's made very good strides uh, thus far from really even spring until now uh, with, with more strides to come. He's always trying to learn. He's always trying to get better. He's never satisfied. Those are the guys we're after. Aaron Best, our guest. He's the head football coach at Eastern Washington. The Gators will take uh, on the Big Sky opponent Sunday now at noon here in Gainesville. Coach, have you had to to say what what are my strongest units through three games? Where would you go with that? Well, I I think it's been kind of back and forth in three games. I don't think we had uh, a, a necessarily a strong unit uh, in in Eugene. I think our special teams played pretty well in Eugene. Outside of that, I don't know that anybody could could honestly say they had a they, they had a great game as a unit uh we didn't do very many awesome things uh we got behind the chains got behind on the scoreboard and we didn't play our best football in eugene but uh i, I would say one of the things non-unit wise is when we're in situational football i think we've done pretty good with it you know we're not going to be perfect with it uh but when we have turned the ball over in the red zone all of a sudden the defense is out there with the backs against the wall inside the 20 uh we've responded because of it so uh, we're, we're almost better in sudden change moments and, and, and not anticipated moments than we have uh, in other moments thus far through three games. I think our run game is starting to kind of turn over a little bit. Uh, the better you run the ball, the better the quarterback is, whether it's you know RPO or pass game. And, and I think we've grown in, in that regard. We've got a ton of new starters, uh, but we also still have guys that have been on campus that are experienced. So it's a mix of both, but uh, we're still, like I said, trying to, you know, play with some, 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 you know, lineups and play with some guys and play with some different personnels. Uh, but uh, thus far, I, I think we've, we are our strongest pieces. We've, we've played compliment, really good complimentary football at times, uh, but we've kind of been inconsistent at others. Uh, but we've been in tough moments in two games, really tough moments that you have to be in tough moments, I believe, to be a, a tough and good team. And so hopefully we can, propel that in those tough moments to uh, better success as we go forward. I got my last minute and a half here, Aaron. Uh, what's the, for you, what's the most fun about coaching this particular group? Oh, just see them in the hallways, just, just walk in the locker room. Our, our offices are right off the locker room. We, we don't have a big facility. And so seeing those guys in every day, uh, touching the red turf that's on the wall as they come in, come out, uh, watching those guys go to class, you know, there's, you know, 7,500 kids who go to school here. So it's not big. So it's not you don't see the same people every day, but you don't not see someone for a month or two at a time. Um, ju- just the, the home feel, the commitment to uh, you know ju- just their teammates, their coaches, the believability. Uh, they want to be coached. 
Uh, not everybody has aspirations of playing in the NFL. Uh, they want to be the best version of themselves that they can be. And and uh, and here's a new new year to do it with those guys that were seniors last year that left. And so uh, seeing those guys progress, become dads, become husbands, um, that's going to be the way every year. So it's not necessarily this group. It's just kind of the Eastern group that, that I've been around for a better part of two decades. I appreciate you taking time to talk to us live, Coach. Safe journey here, and uh, good luck on Sunday. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you got it. it. Yep, Aaron Best. Head football coach, Eastern Washington University. Again, that game now officially moved to Sunday at noon. The way that you would access it, the way uh, that you would listen to it or watch it uh, has not changed from what was going to happen on Saturday. So uh, just want to let people know who may be just tuning in and maybe don't know uh, what happened. That is the situation there. Uh, Okay. Our thanks this hour, Kevin Doling, the P.K. Young football coach. Their game has been moved uh, tonight uh, at 7 o'clock at Santa Fe. And uh, Megan Borowski, who's been just working like crazy, giving you the latest forecast for this potentially rough hurricane. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. How do you decide who to call when you're injured in an accident? Don't call a branch office of a figurehead that lives in a far-off city. Call an attorney that is local to your community, one that gives back to your community and wins cases right here in Gainesville. I'm Jack Fine with Fine Farcash and Parla Piano, and I live here in this community with you. We go to the same grocery stores as you. We attend the Gator football games with you. When we are fighting against insurance companies for our clients, it's personal. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. We are all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. September is World Ozone Month, so it's a great month to get rid of all your aerosol sprays and harsh cleaning products. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? You're pregnant. How far? One month, two, no doctor yet. I can't afford it. Protect yourself and your baby. The health department can help you out. Test for STDs. I don't have diseases. You don't know. You don't always have symptoms. STDs make you and your baby sick. I don't want my baby sick. No one cares more about your baby than you. I'm calling my county health department. A message from the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. 
Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Sam Potosa producing it. Hope you enjoyed Inside the Huddle earlier. Uh, this hour, it's just us. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Um, hope you enjoyed the conversation with Aaron Best, the football coach at Eastern Washington. Just was on here a minute ago. And uh, again, I'll run down some of the high school games uh, that are going to be changed uh, because of the storm. A couple of games are being played tonight. Uh, Santa Fe, P.K. Young, one of them. Also Gainesville's at Menendez tonight. Eastside's game, I think, is being moved too, but I've not been able to confirm that yet. Uh, (laughs) B.B. says... um, Maybe tree cutting should be a new hurricane season sport. I'm personally open to NIL money. Yeah. Uh, he also says, do you think Winston's a long-term solution for the Saints at quarterback? No. I don't. You think he has issues either seeing the field or reading defenses? I don't know enough about what the Saints do to really answer that. Um, and he says, did you get a chance to check out the, Bob, the vintage Bobby Jones instructional videos and what do you know about this historic sports figure? Um, I did uh, a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously, Bobby Jones way uh, before my time. But, I mean, he, you know, he was the, I don't want to say the Tiger Woods of his day, but you get the point, right? He was exceptional, exceptional, and you know, he didn't live that long. I think he only lived to be 65 or 70 years old, but my goodness, um, he also won his first U.S. Open in the 20s. He's pretty good. All right, let's get some calls. Adam first. Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, happy uh, Tuesday, man. I uh, hope everybody's staying safe out there, my man. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy for Eastern Washington, he's been with him, he said, close to two decades. Man, that's pretty impressive, man. Yeah, he played. I mean, he's, he's an alum, and you know, he's been with him ever since. Wow, it's pretty impressive, man. Looking forward to that Sunday game. Hopefully, I'll be be at it. Um, I had a I've, I've spoken enough about Anthony Richardson and uh, his stellar performance had a lot to do with uh, Billy Napier adjusting his game plan to his strengths, which is great. Um, a lot a lot's being said about uh, the two point conversions and uh, going for it on the fourth downs and all that. I'm all for it, 100 percent behind it all the way. Obviously, Tennessee was a high-scoring uh, team, and we had to keep up with them knowing the defense was as, as porous as it is. The only thing I would say is that, and this isn't in hindsight, and I've always been like this, when you have a chance to put points on the board on your first drive, especially on the road, as immense as that Tennessee game was, you do it. Because in doing so, you put pressure on that that team. So I don't need to say any more about that. Everything. Let, else, let me stop you there, Adam. Yes, sir. I yes, sir. totally disagree with that. I'll tell you why I disagree with it. You really believe? I'm going to use your word here, okay? Florida kicks a field goal and it's three nothing. There's pressure on Tennessee. Yes, there's pressures on Tennessee because there's points on the board. You just showed the entire stadium that we have the ability to put points on the board. It's 3 nothing on that big scoreboard that they see. But that's no. not pressure. That's, okay, great, you went down and got three points. 
But that's not pressure. I think it makes a difference um, when you're especially on the road, and that's why I caveated that with that. And that's that's what I'll say about that. Okay. And you can and, and you can go from there and see what possibly that could have been the difference at the end of the game, considering we got that onside kick. Now, past that, um, Dewan Black has been shining on special teams, and he made that stellar onside kick reception. Um, I really believe that Dewan Black needs to be playing. He needs to be playing more. We've seen from the freshmen, as I've been touting the whole time, the, the guys that Billy's been bringing in here, they're all performing from Devin Moore to Kamari Wilson to Shamar James. And and Dewan Black is somebody I've always been behind because he's stuck by the Gators even through the JUCO route. So I'll take this off the air. I think he deserves some playing time, man. Thank you so much, Steve. Go Gators. Okay. Thank you, Adam. Um, th- there's, t- there's a difference in, in deserving playing time, right, as opposed to earning it. I mean, it if, if you have a kid who's stuck it out – and, you know, all th- through thick and thin, it's a good story, but it doesn't mean you deserve playing time. You earn it. Now, we can argue, should he be playing or not, that that's an, <clears throat> another story. But I don't know because you've been here or that you were loyal that you deserve playing time. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Thank you so much for taking my call. Steve, as everybody, <clears throat> I always wish you and your family personally well wishes and uh, uh Tampa Mike and I don't know who else called from down that way but I have family down there man Steve everybody down there well wishes and you know we we get into sports Miami and all you guys it's only sports y'all be safe out there Florida and speaking of Florida Steve you know I was trying to do it a little preseasonish but uh we were saying what could we talk about and you know it's amazing um I got a lot of family in Miami uh, uh, down by South Florida area and and we were thinking they were going to be the team to beat in us, and it's a Florida State. So again, Steve, if, you know, uh, pose the question. I won't hang up. It's amazing. Who is the best team in Florida? You know, the other day I said it could have been South Florida, and even with the pro, you know, teams right now, I was one that called and said last week, kind of jokingly, but Jacksonville didn't have a chance out there. And uh, I heard this question, Steve, put around. Uh, who who now is the best quarterback in Florida? And I, we know who that is, of course. But if you were looking at the stats from this year in the three games, uh, that T. Law is looking pretty good. So Steve, I'll leave that with you, man. And and I'll, I'll say this: I heard this joke, and it's kind of boring going around. But you know, you never know where a hurricane going, getting east, west, or wherever. But and and they might even lose the Middle Tennessee State. So hold our heads up, Gators. That's a bad joke, and that's how bad it could be. Go Gators. Byron, thank you. D, hello. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Steve? Okay. Uh, good, good. Uh, let me let me let me uh, close off the Tennessee game. Um, you know, early in the game, that I, I agree. Um, I, I go by the, the Bill Parcells philosophy. He always said this. You know, you know, take the points early on the road. Now, I agree with you. I don't think that put any pressure on Tennessee of three nothing. That's the way they can score. I don't think that put any pressure, but I, I do like you know, getting the, getting the points early. Yeah, look, we've kind of, through the last few days, have talked about this. I'm old school, okay? I think you take points when you get them. But as a previous caller said, if Florida goes up 3 nothing 
it doesn't put pressure on anybody. No. It, it's good for your confidence that you went down and you know got some points. Great. I don't think Tennessee's saying, "Oh, here we go again." After a three nothing lead, but I also think you have to look at the game big picture, right? Yes, in this particular instance, as the game unfolded, those three points might have been big. But you have to coach in the moment. You, it's easy to look back in hindsight and say, well, I would have, I should have, I could have. Sometimes you have to coach in the moment and do what you think is right at that time. And there are times that works, times it doesn't work. Right. Uh as, as offensively, Steve, uh, you know, on Friday I said, you know, that there was going to be plays to be made down the field because I, I said tennis. I don't think Tennessee gave a damn if we beat them over the top fifty times. Their whole strategy was, we're not going to let you run that, just run the ball up and down the field. You're going to have to make plays, which you haven't shown up to that point that you could that you could you could make those you know type of plays. So it was just good to see. The uh, the receivers get involved shorter. Pearsall and uh, Trent Woodmore, uh, all he does is catch the ball. So I'm I'm glad to see him getting get back incorporated. Zipper those guys, and uh, you know Steve, I just think from an offensive standpoint, Napier has to go into every game now with the mindset that I need to score between 35 and 40 points because this this defense just can't stop anybody, man. They just they can't stop anybody. But like I said, it is what it is. Until he can get some more playmakers on the team next year, uh, he's just got to go into every game with that mindset. He can't. He cannot depend on this defense this year. You know, the other thing I'm curious about when when defenses play Florida, I, I don't know Tennessee's defensive personnel in terms of practicing every day and things like that, but they played a lot of man, and yep. that surprised me. That really surprised me. I think. You know, teams that zone you, that confuse the coverage. I think playing man plays into Anthony Richardson's hands because he doesn't have to do a lot in terms of, you know, reading and things like that. So I'm anxious to see what Missouri does when they come in here, if they defensively what they do. Yep. Follow, speak to you, Steve. Be safe out there, man. Yeah, appreciate you, D. Thank you. You as well. Uh, Dick, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Hey, good, good. Hey, uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, want to echo that guy's statement. Everybody be safe in this hurricane and stuff. I live in St. Pete, which uh, looks like it's maybe turning a little bit below us. Uh, so we're thankful for that. But um, I think I heard this yesterday, and we, you know, people were talking about the three points, and and, and you you touched on it a little bit. I, I, I could be wrong, but I heard this yesterday. Somebody mentioned this, and I think I, I agree with it. I think Napier going into the game, obviously the game plan and stuff, he knew he had to play for sevens and not threes in this game. You know what I mean? I think he felt like threes weren't going to do him any good. They needed to go and get sevens whenever they could get them because because they are a high-powered, high-octane team. And, um, you know, I think with Patrick Tony, too, defensively, I, know, I, I think defensively we look a, you know, a little better than we have the last couple of years. But, you know, he's, he's only 31 years old. There's a learning curve here to be at a Power 5 and an SEC school. I'm, I'm, I'm sure for Patrick Tony. So I think as he gets his feet wet and understands the speed and everything else of the SEC, he'll make some adjustments too as a coach. But I think Napier knew that he needed to go for sevens and not the reach. What do you think? I agree. And I also think you become a better coach when you have better players. 
Exactly. I mean, exactly. That, they go hand Probably. in hand. That's right. Yeah, and and, I, and and it's funny how these guys see these guys all the time. Because I was thinking before the season, oh, I think that's going to be a streak. But man, defense, our defensive line, our tackles, they're they're, they're right on when they say we need tackle work. These guys know it. They're right on when we need defensive line help. I mean, seriously. So, um, all right, buddy. Good show. Everybody stay safe. And, yep. Uh, you as well, Dick. You. Thank you for your call. One fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Keep the calls coming. We talk sports today with you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Bennett Solomon. Due to the potential impact of Hurricane Ian, the Gators football game against Eastern Washington has been moved to Sunday with the kickoff set for noon. Gator soccer news, their game against the 8th-ranked South Carolina Gamecocks, originally scheduled for Friday, will be played Thursday at 7 p.m. There are also schedule changes around the area for high school football. P.K. Young and Santa Fe face each other at 7 tonight, and Gainesville and Menendez also play tonight at 6. Newberry and Williston game was moved to Monday. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays begin a three-game series against the Guardians tonight in Cleveland. The team currently holds the second wildcard spot and are two and a half games back at the top wildcard spot. Coverage of tonight's game starts right here at 6. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bennett Solomon. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, Arthrex is a global medical device company and leader in new product development and medical education in orthopedics. You know, they pioneered the field of arthroscopy. Well, they did. And they're committed to delivering uncompromising quality to the healthcare pros who use their products and ultimately the millions of patients whose lives they impact. Arthrex is experiencing unprecedented growth. As an Arthrex employee, you have the chance to be at the forefront of the orthopedic medical device industry. And now they're hiring at their manufacturing facilities in Florida, California, and South Carolina. Find out how you can join the team by going to careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com to find out more is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real, lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatments with advanced regenerative medicine, non-surgical alternatives. If you're living with joint pain from injury or arthritis, don't let them tell you steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis. You've been told you need a replacement. Call QC Kinetics now for an alternative way to deal with the pain. These amazing protocols work with pain caused by injury as well, like a torn meniscus or rotator cuff. Call QC Kinetics now. Don't keep living with that pain. Learn how regenerative medicine can give your life back with no drugs and no surgery. Now with clinics in Ocala, the Villages, and in Gainesville. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence in, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think 
The biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF alumni and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgate sponsored by GEICO. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall, directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and beverages from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Direct auto insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to 25%, you too can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a quote today at directauto.com. Savings based on applied discounts and will vary. Terms apply. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 8.50 a.m. WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Tony, what's up? Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Hey. Uh, I, I guess my uh, hashtag Gators on the Red Turf was uh, short-lived, huh? Get them next time. Yeah. Oh, well. Hey, Steve, I'm kind of offended, man. I I talk football with you. I call you about the Jets and stuff. Give me a little credit. I'm just saying it isn't a big topic, that's all. <laughs> but I know you man. do. Steve, um, are you familiar with the Heidi game? You yes, of course. The Heidi game? Yeah, the Jets and, um, the, Ra- and the Raiders, sure. Yeah, man, the Jets and the Raiders, ironically. Uh, we almost had another rendition of the Heidi game on Saturday. I don't know if you're aware of it, but... Uh, ESPN, the main channel, they uh, cut into, well, they didn't even cut into, they did a split screen. Now, mind you, ESPN was televising that awesome Auburn-Missouri game, okay? Okay. Um, and they do a split screen to show judges at bats. And the outrage on social media, Steve, about putting baseball during a college football game was ridiculous, man. I don't know if you saw it. But I got quite a kick out of it, man. And I actually had gotten a couple arguments with a couple people. I'm like, listen, this is one of the most prestigious records in baseball. And if it happens, it'll be one of the most iconic moments in the history of sports, right? If a player hits number 60 and number 61. I mean, number 61 and number 62. And uh, some of the outrage was just hilarious. But it was also sad, man. 
it just made me realize how baseball is just not America's pastime no more, Steve. Well, you know what? I think it's deeper than that. And I feel that here, Tony, uh, in, in this sense. Look, there's nothing wrong with being a one-trick pony, okay? If you're a college football fan and that's what your passion is, and you could give a flip about basketball or baseball or soccer or anything else, that's fine. Or even give a flip about the NFL, right? You, if you're a lot of people, especially around here, are college football fans. And when the season ends, they go into hibernation until spring. <laughs> and then after spring, they go into hibernation until fall. That's just how it is. And so that did not shock me. Because it could have been, you know, uh, I don't know, LeBron James going for the NBA scoring record or, uh, I don't know, you know, another sport. With a, it doesn't matter. You don't, you know, you don't tug on Superman's cape, you don't spit in the wind, and you don't mess with college football. That's how some people oh, are. Man. Yeah. That's hilarious. Hey, Steve, in uh, that Saturday baseball game that I was watching, the announcer had a mind-blowing stat. Um, Roger Maris, in 1961, he faced 101 different pitchers. As of Saturday, guess how many pitchers Judge had faced as of Saturday? More, that's for sure. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'd say 170. 250, man. Wow. Well, again, specialization today. Yeah. And it goes to tell you how, like, what Judge is doing now, right, with that specialization and stuff, man, just makes it even that much more difficult and that much more impressive, you know. So it was quite a stat. It was kind of mind-blowing. But uh, Roger Maris' kids going to the games are great, man, and they follow him all the way up to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Roger Jr. was there last night. Yep. Yep, yep. I hope he breaks it soon, man. Uh, it'll be good to see. All right, Steve-O, take care, buddy. Yep, Tony, thank you. I don't know if you saw this. Um Two Gators, Dane Dunning, pitching for the Rangers, has had hip surgery, um, arthroscopic hip surgery, and uh, he may or not may or may not be ready to pitch in spring training. He had career highs, twenty nine starts, a hundred and fifty three in the third innings. He was four and eight with a four forty six ERA for a really bad uh, Texas Rangers team. <clears throat> and Harrison Bader is now playing center field for the Yankees. Uh, and it's, it's funny to see Bader with his haircut. Have you noticed that? Because in the Yankees, you know, they got their rules about hair and facial hair and all that. Uh, it was really weird to see Bader without those flowing locks. Uh, but he was in center field last night, uh, and he's witnessing history uh, possibly being made with Aaron Judge. All right, 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Jonesy says, I noticed that Coach Napier is getting a lot of love because of the outcome, but execution. Uh, I know what that means. What do you think the fan base would be like if he had only made one of the one of five fourth downs before it had gotten blown out? Well, of course. Jonesy, that, you're asking a rhetorical question. What if any coach goes forward on fourth down and is 0 of 6 on fourth down and gets beat by 25. And and the failed fourth downs lead to good field position and point opportunities for the other team. Of course. 
That, that, that's the easiest question I'll get all day. Justin says, prayers from Kentucky <coughs> for us here in the state. Took his nephew to his first Gator game in Knoxville last week and had a great time. Wish could have walked out of there with a win, but proud of the fight. 110% behind Coach Napier, what he's doing with the program. The future's bright. Getting to meet the players after the game, talking to them. They're bought in and behind Napier and getting the program turned around. And a huge thank you to A.R., Pearsall, and Boone for making our day even better, especially my nephews for taking pictures and signing autographs for us. That's pretty cool, especially for kids. Justin, that's really good. Daniel says, do you know how pushing back the game a day affects the preparation for Mizzou? It won't. It won't. No disrespect to Eastern Washington, but you don't ever take an opponent for granted. But trust me, and, and when, if, if they have to do it this way, when they're prepping for Eastern Washington, they'll get their prep in for Missouri. They, they know, you know what games are what. Uh, and he says, is there any recourse to petition for an exception to the rules? No. Um, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Remember, when you practice, right, I mean, there's teams that in spring start looking at other teams. There's teams in the summer that start looking at other teams. So this is not terribly uh, unusual. Mark says... The first field goal would have been a 39-yard attempt by Mahalik. A first-year started kicking his first attempt on the road. From 102,000. No gimme. Crazy about everyone is acting like it was an automatic three. Yes. But I do think, Mark, what people are just saying in general is take the three. Take the three opportunity. If you miss it, fine. But take, I don't think it was a question of whether you make it or miss it. I think it was a question of you know, what's the procedure to go ahead and try for the three. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. So plenty of time for your calls, questions, comments, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. 
Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell for my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They've been in business, family-owned and operated for over 40 years. And in all that time, they've done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the cream of the crop and late model, low-mileage vehicles. They do their best to get the best selection and the best quality vehicles every single day. Check them out today, Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville. With almost everything in life, you have choices. You can pick a lot, a little, or somewhere in the middle. So shouldn't there be an Internet plan that's just as clever? One that allows you to add TV or home automation whenever. That's why Cox now offers flexible Internet plans, giving you all the services you desire and nothing you don't require. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy found at cox.com slash policies. Restrictions apply. Radiant Credit Union could cover your car payments for a whole year. Are you listening? A year! We don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out. So, here's your heads up. Right now, you can save big with a Radiant Credit Union auto loan at an amazingly low rate. Plus, no payments for 90 days. And you could win your car payments for a year. But hurry, this offer ends September 30th. Visit RadiantCU.org slash autoloan and get started. Federally insured by NCUA. No purchase necessary. See website for contest rules. Join Bailey's Health and Fitness in September and pay zero enrollment fee on any membership. Now until Wednesday only. Fall is here and the holiday season is around the corner. Bailey's offers 24-7 access, 16 area locations, over 1,300 group fitness classes available, including spin, crossfit, and boxing, and the best selection of equipment and trainers in Northeast Florida. This fall, it's time to live fit. Only two days left to join Bailey's and pay zero enrollment on any membership. Offer in soon. Join today. Visit baileysgym.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Hurricane Ian could start impacting parts of our area as early as tomorrow evening. A tropical storm watch is in effect from Alachua County northward. A tropical storm warning from Levy and Marion counties northeast along the first coast. Before winds and rain from Ian move in, a cold front is stalled below 80s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. The Browns could be 3-0. and And you got Jacoby Brissett. Like, he's not a long-term answer, but he does know his role. And that is, I'm here until Deshaun Watson comes back. But if they can continue the trend through the next eight weeks, you bring Watson, Cleveland's going to get your attention. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com.
final half hour of the show today. Um, here is uh, a person, Vince, who is tired of breaking in, you know, with Aaron Judge. He says, um, I'll, I get he'll beat Roger Maris's Yankee record, but that's it. No, that is not it, Vince. That's factually incorrect. He would break the American League record. He would also break Maris's Yankee record, but I think people forget this. Roger Maris, since 1961, has been the person with the most home runs ever hit by an American leaguer. The other ones all played in the National League. Okay, So he says, let me get close to breaking that record, and this not much of a baseball fan will pay attention. Until then, no thanks. Okay. And that, Vince, you're entitled to that, and that's okay, but you are also factually incorrect. Because when you, if you were playing, Vince, if you ever played sports, and you were breaking a league record, that's not a big deal. Of all the players who played in the American League, you had the most home run. That's, I mean, isn't that pretty good? Just saying. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Prayers to everybody on the hurricane and all that. Uh-huh. Maybe a question about that, but I have a, a question, coaching question for you about game length. Um, Steve, I believe the Tennessee-Florida game took nearly four hours to complete, as a lot of these CBS games do. Um, there's a proposal. I've been hearing about this. On, this is from Saturday down south. Seth Emerson, who's one of these beat guys that bounces around. You're probably aware of him. Anyway, Steve, there's a proposal. They think the reason these games are taking longer, three hours and 22 minutes, is the average length to play a college football game up five minutes, or up four minutes in the last five years, I believe it is. So everybody's wanting to, to shorten these games. Are you kind of for that? Or would you like to see college football games be quicker? I mean, in theory, yes. But think about what we're talking about here, Mike. And I lose sight of this. Four minutes. Four minutes. It isn't like it's an hour. It isn't like it's 30 minutes. It's four minutes. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, the proposal on the table, I, this kind of sounds weird to me, is they're wanting to treat um, pass complete. A, ball, a, pass, a receiver goes out of bounds, and they're wanting the clock to run. And it, it, they're not, My question is, why don't they just uh, not stop the clock on first downs? There, there's some kind of proposal to where do they treat incomplete passes like if a, a back goes out of bounds. They just spot the ball and start the clock. They're trying to look for reasons to start the clock more often. Why not just quit stopping the clock on first downs like the pros? Could. Um, and look, I, I think – I don't want to say this. There, there's more passing now, right? Incomplete yeah. pass stops the clock, okay? Mm-hmm. So I think the proposal you're talking about, if I read it right, was to treat those like a running play. Yeah. Okay. Where yeah, right? I didn't. I didn't explain it correctly, but it's um, apparently like when the when the when the it's an incomplete pass. They spot the ball and they start running the clock. Yes. They wait till the next snap. Yes. But the funny thing that the proposal out there is, then they're wanting to not do that the last two minutes or the last five minutes of the first half, last two minutes of the second, or vice versa. It's a kind of a weird thing. They're trying to clean it up through more passes, but why? Why not just keep it simple like the NFL? Quit stopping the clock on first downs. Yeah. Because if you're do passing, that. you're getting first downs. And would you be? I mean, would you be for standardizing rules between the college and pros, Steve? No, that, that's an, another. That's another never been a big is, deal to me. Another one is like if a, a running back or a, a player's in clear air, if his knee touches the ground, he's down. 
in the in the NFL you can get up and run, and they say that's for for player safety. Why do they do that? If a guy falls down and he's not touched, can he get up and keep running? Why do they do it? Yeah, I don't know why they do it. I mean, it's apparently because they think it's I okay think to player do. Player safety. I think they say player safety. But but mainly um, just uh, was the Tennessee Florida game four hours long. I heard three hours and fifty eight minutes. Do you have any idea on that? Uh, I think it was close to that, but I have not heard one person yeah. calling this show that said the game was too long. Yeah, well, most people like football, but four hour, four and a half hour college football games is kind of well. Now you're now you're stretching. Now it's four and a half hours. That that's not I where games had, are. I, I think they I think they had some that have gone nearly five. Okay, hours all right, Mike. Thanks for your call, Andrew. Hello. Yes, Steve. Uh, earlier, the uh, gentleman said that the, stated the amount of pitches and a judge pitchers that judge has has faced, and there was a wide variance between back in Roger Maris's day and nowadays. And simply to me, it's uh, now you know how it goes nowadays. Uh, they try to get five, six innings out of the starter, and we've got pitch counts. Starters come out earlier, and the uh, managers tend to use more relievers. You got the intermediate reliever and the closer. And I think I don't know. What do you think? Does that, does that explain that higher pitcher count? Sure, to, uh, sure it does. I mean, look, yeah. when when Roger did this in '61, you had starting pitchers. You didn't really have. I mean, some teams did have a de facto closer, but they weren't called a closer. And a lot of teams didn't have that kind of guy, okay? And a lot of the bullpen guys were starters that didn't start or they were, you know, midweek people. So the game was not nearly as specialized from a pitching standpoint as it is now. That's why he's facing the number of pitchers he's facing. Yeah, the 250. And, uh, yeah, I guessed about 220, but, you know, it's, that's just the way it is. But another thing about the popularity with that split, split screen reference earlier, um, if if baseball is is uh, going down the drain or not not you know America's pastime, uh, it's the crowds at the Atlanta Braves games, uh, the crowds at several of the uh, NL East, uh, New York for one, have been really good this year and. Many times, uh, lots of sellouts. But do you think that it's uh, losing popularity? Of course it is. It is because, yes, because the average age of a baseball fan is quite old now. They're not. Mm -hmm. Baseball has done a terrible, terrible, terrible job, in my opinion, of trying to court the game to young people. And okay, that's what's involving hurting. The youth, involving the youth. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Paul is here. Hi, Paul. Hey, Steve. Um, having, I think we're relatively the same age, but I, I think fans our age grew up in households where the numbers mattered. And, and I remember as a kid being talked to about Roger Maris and, and the 61 home runs, always feeling like, like Roger was somebody that was really planted in my sort of my baseball mind as a, as a young kid learning about the statistics around the game. And then moving to Gainesville, 
15 years or so ago and understanding Rogers and the family, you know, being part of the community, um, I think made me feel a little more connected, for lack of a better term, in, you know, what Roger did. And I found myself, or I find myself a, a bit torn on whether, as much as I like uh, Aaron Judge and I think what he's doing is, is good for the game, I don't think it's necessarily helping grow the game or impact the game, to your point, maybe with younger audiences. But I, I think you alluded to this the other day uh, without saying it. I, I think I landed on... I, I don't think I want to see Judge break the record. I, I started thinking that maybe it would be a good thing, and, and, and Judge certainly has earned it. Uh, he, he does seem to be everything off the field as, as good as it can be and what's reasonable. But I'm curious for you. I think I know the answer. Down inside, are you maybe hoping he lands on 60? No. I, I mean, look, I, I knew Roger, uh, considered him a friend and somebody – that I was just thrilled to be able to get to know and interview because as a kid, you know, I watched him play. Uh, so is there some sentiment there for that record to stay his? Yeah, there is. But, look, records are made to be broken. I think he'd be the first one to tell you that. He's very proud of what he did. But, you know, somebody comes along and, you know, does something better, he'd be the first to acknowledge it, I think. I just expect it, and I watch a lot of baseball, and I guess I see it because I watch a lot of baseball, but I'm just a little missed that uh, it just doesn't feel like it's, you know, certainly the home run chase years back is the closest thing I can draw to. That felt like it was part of the pulse every night, and this doesn't seem to have the same uh No, because because, the, because baseball's not the sport, popularity-wise, it was then. It's just not. Sure. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate your call. Patrick says, what do you think of Duper and Clayton? He says, not really. Tyreek and Waddle. Uh, will the Dolphins get the old... Sam, are you a Dolphin? You're a Dolphin. He says, will the Dolphins get the old logo back, please? Can't hear you. Still can't hear you. Can't hear you still. My bad, everybody. There you go. <laughs> They wear them a few times a season as their alternate, but they changed their logo not too long ago. I believe the new logo went in at 2014-2015 season, but they'll bring it back eventually. I don't know. It's exciting times in Miami Gardens right now. It is good. It is yeah. really good. Get a call from Dave real quick. Hey, Dave. Hey, Steve. A couple comments. Um, split screen didn't bother me at all. It was awesome to be able to see both things. It doesn't even come into the realm of comparison of a Heidi-type game. Um, but um, you know, records are, especially a record like that is amazing. And your interview with Roger was amazing. Uh, a couple comments about broadcast topics, though. Um, I love WRUF and I love the try, how you try to balance out really covering Gator stuff and Gator stuff with a connection, say, to the pros or to um, professional broadcasting or whatever it is, because WRF or UF is where I go to from here in Poundtown to get Gator sports. I can go just about anywhere else on the dial or the spectrum to get everything else out there. But this is the, this is the flagship place. And uh, whether it's college volleyball, lacrosse, baseball, basketball, whatever sport it is, I love WRUF focusing there with regards to Florida or Florida Connection. You know, I can tolerate a little Jets talking. Mess talking. <laughs> I think you do a good job of, of balancing that out really well over a million years that you've been on. 
but uh, I hope that you'll uh, continue to keep the focus and encourage the station to be flagship-oriented toward Gator sports. Okay. Appreciate your call, Dave. Thank you. And yes, we always will be. Sometimes variety is good, especially when it comes to breaking a, a record, right? Uh, because I have special empathy for that because I've never done that. I've always admired people, whether it's whatever walk of life that you're in, who can do extraordinary things that I can't. And it amazes me when people can do those things. 146 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Bennett Solomon. Due to the potential impact of Hurricane Ian, the Gators football game against Eastern Washington has been moved to Sunday with the kickoff set for noon. There are also schedule changes around the area for high school football. P.K. Young and Santa Fe face each other tonight at 7, and Gainesville and Menendez also play tonight at 6. The Newberry and Williston game was moved to Monday. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays begin a three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians tonight in Cleveland. The team currently holds the second wildcard spot and are two and a half games back of the top wildcard spot. Coverage of tonight's game starts right here at 6. And in Gator soccer news, their game against the 8th-ranked South Carolina Gamecocks, originally scheduled for Friday, will be played Thursday at 7 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bennett Solomon. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. So many people here are getting real lasting joint pain relief from QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I would recommend QC to anybody. The work that QC Kinetics did paid off exponentially. It brought me back to an effective age of almost in my 20s and 30s. QC Kinetics uses cutting-edge regenerative medicine, natural biologics from your own body, precision treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your aching joints with no meds, no steroids, no drugs, and no downtime. I got a very quick resolution to my pain. It is a all-natural therapy. You're using you to fix you. I got my life back. I got my smile back. And best of all, I got my last back. Don't live with that pain anymore. And don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Learn more about regenerative options from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy and I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Building an impressive resume is of great importance to most of us, as is having an exceptional LinkedIn profile. 
Both are platforms to show off our achievements, education, and experience, hoping an employer will choose us. Many try to do the same thing spiritually, trying to build a resume to impress God with our good deeds, morality, being a good neighbor, hoping that one day he might let us into heaven. But the Bible says no amount of good works can save us because we all fall short. Here's the key. Trust in Jesus for doing all that needs to be done to make us right with God. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 tells us, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. Will you trust in Jesus? He really is the only way to heaven. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For devotions, text DEVO to 77222. From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. On in the home stretch of our Tuesday today, William says, to follow up on a previous caller, I agree with you and disagree with him on the field goal. Tennessee's not going to be impacted at all down 3 nothing on the opening drive. He's a huge analytics guy, William is. Billy believes in it, answered the question on the why with a thorough answer. People may not like it, but he's all in on analytics. That's true. Field goals against an offense like a Tennessee gets you beat, period. The only issue I had was going for too late in the game, but not the idea, just the sequence. I agree on going for the win, just not sure why you have to declare it uh, then instead of later. Yeah, I mean, I, I, down. I, I'm old school. Take the points, but in terms of is Tennessee going to be rattled if it's 3 to nothing, Florida? No, they're not. Ed, Hello. Hey, Steve, uh, curious if you've ever heard of a situation, uh, let's say, forget it's Florida, Eastern Washington, but let's say Florida wanted to play and Eastern Washington refused to come here because they didn't like the weather conditions or whatever. Have you ever heard of a team being required to forfeit? Uh, No. Top of my head. Has it happened? Maybe. Because, again, terms of contract. Ed, which I'm not privy to here, you know, is there an out clause? Is there, you know, uh, God God things, you know, whatever that yeah. happen? I don't know. Act of God thing, yeah. Yes, but I just don't, I can't think top of my head where there was a forfeit. Yeah, and I don't see that it would ever come to that necessarily, but, you know, the, the town needs revenue and who was, I guess it was, FSU when you're scheduled again really late because they needed one, you know, to get bowl eligible. So I, I could have seen a lot of scenarios. I'm glad we aren't moving it to December, uh, and uh, I'm sure it's going to have an impact on the attendance. But uh, uh, it's probably the best we could do given Ian's out there. Yes, and and I think that's something that's lost a little bit because I think one of the things that the Athletic Association took into account is, first of all, you don't want to lose a home game for your local businesses. It's a big deal. It's a revenue maker. You, you, don't, want, you don't want to lose that if you don't have to. If you can at all avoid it, you do. 
Secondly, several million dollars. Yes, it? it is. Secondly, I understand if a hurricane hits Tampa or wherever it hits, uh, and they're impacted, that if you're a, a Gator fan down there, you're probably not going to the game. And I think UAA understands that. But in the big picture, you know, you, you, you consider Eastern Washington too. You consider, you know, playing the game, getting a game right before another SEC game. You, you try to play it. So I'm okay with them moving it to where they did. Yeah, and based on what we're, we're seeing now, uh, hopefully it'll be out of the way enough. Because the other thing is, uh, if it hadn't taken the track it did, we would need the roads to evacuate people. And, I could, you know, the road, trying to get to a ball game and or trying to get away from a hurricane, that's just not a situation we want. And, of course, that's what caused a couple of games in the past to get canceled. Yep. All right, sir, thanks very much. Have Ed, a good afternoon. <clears throat> thank you, sir. Appreciate your call, Ed. Steven says, to use a question you ask high school coaches sometimes, what about this Gator team has surprised you the most thus far? Yeah, I do ask that question, Steven. Ooh, um, hmm. Honestly, not very much. Going into the year, I thought the running back room was good. I thought the quarterback play would be inconsistent because of Richardson's lack of starts, lack of actually playing. I thought the offensive line was going to be decent. I think that it is. I thought the defense would struggle. So not much has surprised me. Maybe the uh, there was deeper inconsistency from the quarterback position than I thought there would be. I mean, look what happened just South Florida game to Tennessee game. That's an amazing difference in quarterback play, isn't it? So, yeah, one of those things. All right, we've got uh, two last emails today. Tomorrow, oh, one more thing. Uh, Eastside's game has also uh, been moved. Uh, they're supposed to play North Marion. They will now play North Marion Monday at 6.30. So there's a, a lot of area schools that are moving their scheduled games because of Ian. And that shouldn't be much of a surprise given you know what's going to happen here uh, tomorrow and Friday. I can tell you this, though. I cannot remember a high school football season that's been affected by rain as much as this one has. This has been incredible. Uh, D.C. will be our last caller. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Steve? Hey. Can you hear me? I, I, gotcha. I got bad reception. So, okay. Hey, so I, I want to talk about the, uh, the the whole split screen thing. Mm -hmm. what, I didn't actually get to watch any of that. I had a lot of stuff going on. But uh, I cannot understand people being upset because with with this judge thing, you, everyone knows like what's going on with them. It's not like a big surprise. Like if you know and you care about it, you can switch back and forth, you know? Um, but uh, I think what ESP could have done a lot better, they have their little sports sticker down there. You can put it down there in the corner, hey, Aaron Judge on deck or Aaron Judge at bat. And then I can switch back and forth. I mean, I don't know. It seems like a, there was a better solution than what it was. But in the end, it's their you know, company. So well, here's the thing, want. though. If, you, if, it's a, if it's a video medium, 
right? So right. if I if I put a, a crawl down there that says uh, Aaron Judge hits 61st homer, tying Roger Maris, okay, we know that, but some people want to see it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, give them a, a, a prop to say, like, he's on deck. You know, just down there on the left corner, they can still show the scores. Like, hey, Aaron Judge, on deck. So now you know he's on deck. Now you know he's about to come up. And now, hey, if I want to switch and watch it, I can switch and watch it. And you're not forcing people who don't care to watch it as well. Eh, I don't know. Just my idea. Well, but but you're, I, I, don't, I don't think you understand something, or maybe I'm not understanding. If you put that he's on deck, you're still going to show it, right? In other words, when he comes up, College football game X is being played, and then there's a crawl that says Aaron Judge is about to hit. They're going to go to the video of him. But again, I, I like I give the you know the the consumer the option to change the channel themselves. Don't force them to watch it. Like have them. Well, you can still option. change I, it if if it comes on and I see Aaron Judge, my, change it. That's that's my point. Is is I'm watching Wake Forest and Clemson. And I get a no, and I care I care about it and I want oh, to see it. In I other words, no change it to watch Aaron. Well, but that's the thing. Yeah, don't force people to watch it that don't care. And give the people that do care but want to watch the other game the option. But, but if the game to, isn't televised, then you can't, right? But if was that, it not televised? If that game is not televised nationally anywhere, but like the Yes Network you. is carrying the game, right? In, in the case of the Yankees. Right. They're going to go to that. So you don't have that option because it's not nationally televised someplace else. I thought it was nationally televised. So that no, was that was on the Yes Network. I know one day they, they switched to Sterling and those guys. I doing. got you. I okay. got you. I got you. Well, I got your point. I got your point, and thank you for the call. That's our show for today. Thanks to Sam for producing it. Thanks to you for listening. We will do a show tomorrow to close out the week. Uh, we'll see you then at noon. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8 at the AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.